to the ether today is wednesday january 4th 2023 today on the ether ai in the arts a debate and ideas for the future hosted by art to act let's take a listen hello guys just sent maneki an invitation sending right now to black label 2 leslie as well sending the invitation how are you guys doing just let me know if everything is working well. Illustrata as well. Shinaski, buddy, welcome. Just let me know if it's working. Black Label as well. It's so early for you guys. Thank you very much for being here. It means a lot. It's 8 a.m. in Seattle. Lovely to, to see you here. Uh, Black Label, I've sent you an invitation to speak to. Just let me know if it's working or not. Anyways, we we have Illustrata too as a speaker. Hi, Liquid. What's up, buddy? Numera, Apanachi, Jose. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So today's spaces is a little bit... Uh, about artificial intelligence within the arts. I don't know if you guys had the chance to visit uh, and to listen our last spaces, but it was a very interesting topic with a lot of interesting um, ideas that we needed uh, for sure to do a spaces just about this and to invite you all uh, to speak and to provide your insights about, about this topic. Uh, Von Doyle, I've also sent you an invitation to speak. Feel free, take your time. And Happy New Year to all of you guys <laughs> as well. Uh, we wish you all the best in this coming year. And to kickstart, we were thinking of starting with Black Label. What do you think, buddy? Good morning. Um, it is a little bit early here and I'm drinking some coffee, so hopefully, you know, That'll kick in at some point soon, but yeah, doing well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and thank you very much uh, for being here so early. Um, Absolutely. Why don't, why don't we start uh, just easily, just by asking you first, what fascinates you the most about uh, this new revolution within the arts and artificial intelligence? Uh, things that you haven't found before within the arts. Uh, can you just explain to us a little bit your perspective? Um, you know, I think one of the there's so many different things, uh, but I think one of the things that I find to be probably the most impactful is the the rapid nature of these tools and their ability to give us real time input output feedback in order to progress and evolve our art and our creative process. And I find that 
all debate aside, all everything else aside, one of the things that I find to be probably the most fascinating is how quickly we can iterate, evolve, and just scale what it is that we're doing, not just in volume, but in process. And so I find that, um, you know, looking back at the more traditional art or even like, you know, um, at home name artists, which is Picasso or Pollock or um, these, you know, old school, like amazing artists, master class, you know, they went through different phases of their art career over decades. And we're going through different phases of our art career in weeks. And I think that um, everyone who's here who is excelling and doing um, an amazing job at perfecting their craft and evolving what they're doing. And um, I find it to be a tool for pure expression and just this amazing thing. Everyone's moving at light speed compared to what anything we're used to. And I, I think that that to me is one of the most fascinating and amazing aspects about these tools. For sure, for sure. I totally agree with you in that. And uh, as I sent you previously, I would love to, to have your insights in this one since I was doing a little bit of research of what the media is saying also because it's also important to understand what other people that do not use to also think about it because it's just the kickstart within the arts. But, you know, this has started a long time ago and now we have different tools and new tools and according for example to the new york the new york times they said uh, artificial intelligence generated heart has been around for years but tools released last year like uh, mid-journal stable diffusion etc have made it possible uh, for rank amateurs to create complex abstract or photorealistic work simply by typing typing a few words into a text box. This is by the New York Times. What do you think of this statement? Well, I've got several thoughts about that statement. <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> the, the first thing I'll say is that the media, the media's job is to get your attention. And um, at this point in our in our current state of things, I find the media's job to want to divide people um, in general. And I think that that's what this is another example of that. On the actual statement itself, I think that, you know, it's while factually true, while factually true, yes, you can go put in a few words and you can get an image out. I think that there are people that are utilizing these tools who are artists, who are expressive people who have been in the creative fields for their entire life or their entire career. And you cannot write that off as, oh, just writing a few words. And this is an argument that, you know, those of us in this community have heard for six, eight, 10 months at this point now, where it's like, oh, you just type in a few words and you get this thing. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you could sit down and do that. That's actually one of the benefits to the systems as they are, because they're, they're easy access. That's low barrier to entry. And why would you want to forbid those who want to be creative to be creative? Why would you want to remove tools from the table, from those who, who have the ability to utilize them? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, no, you know what? I don't think that you have the best education. Maybe you, you don't, you don't deserve a paintbrush. That's like the, that's like such a weird position to take. Um, and a lot of people take that, whether they realize that's the position they're taking or not, that's the position that they're taking. And so I find that to be, you know, I don't want to say that I'm offended by it because I, I don't really put a lot of value into that statement. So I think the way to wrap that up is that I, I do. Yes, it's factually accurate, but there are people that are utilizing these these tools as tools, as part of their craft, as part of their process. 
it is not just putting in words and getting something out for a lot of people. Um, and so I think that that has to be taken into, into consideration. So when it comes to the media and the way that they frame these things, I think a lot of it is just some other way to be divisive. I think a lot of it is because AI has a bad brand um, because we've all grown up for the last 20 or 30 years with Hollywood and media trying to tell us that AI is going to come kill us or take our jobs. And they like to play into that because it's fear bait. It's something that gets them clicks and, and drives traffic for them. And so why not do that for them? You know, that's what they that's what they need in order to survive. They're a dying media legacy outlet. Um, all these places are, and they're all probably afraid of things more like chat GPT, because you could rewrite that entire article to sound much more, much better in about six seconds if you really wanted to do it. And so I think that's, there, there is fear in those things. There's fear in people not embodying these things and empowering themselves with it. They're, they're much more, they're more apt to be scared of it and be turned away from it rather than allow themselves to be empowered by it and to empower other people. So I tend to look at things in a more positive way and constructive way. And I would hope that others would too. Lovely. Lovely. And I think you have uh, a question uh, right now from, Art Jedi, I, I I have accepted you as a speaker. Do you want to you want to ask something to Black Label? Just let me know, uh, and then and then uh, you can can jump in uh, anytime. And I totally agree with you. It's just for me also, and, and in general, to discuss these topics and to uh, erase misconceptions that the media, of course, uh, is putting out there. They want to sell. If it's this misconception that is selling, selling is what they are going to do. I totally agree with you in that sense. But it's also important to understand um, the future predictions, and and that's also my next question for you. Like, how do you see? Uh, within the arts and the the web three uh, spectrum, um, the artificial intelligence tools being used. Do you see them like? Do you think artificial intelligence art will be the next big boom in the crypto art scene? For example, how do you see uh, impacting pricing, etc.? How, how do you see the future? Well, I, the, in the Web3 space, I think that there's a lot of speculation there and I could do the exact same thing. I can speculate on that. I think that what we saw last year um, in the, the boom and the bull um, was more focused on PFPs and what I would call plastic fake monkey things of 10,000 additions. And I, I find that to be, to be honest, most people don't know this because I haven't talked about it a lot, <clears throat> but that's the main reason why I got into this space. When I saw things um, that were being promoted in the art world that were selling for millions of dollars um, and they were what I would deem to be shit tier art um, and that's what that's what Web3 art supposed to be now. I found that to be as an artist, I kind of found that to be offensive. And I was like, okay, like if that's what's being promoted, then, then someone, a community of people needs to step up and redefine and define as we go what web three art is and what web three art culture is. And what I have seen to happen over the last six, eight, 10 months is the AI community step up and say, Hey, you know what? We're, we're web three art. That's what, that's what we are. And I think that that is the future. I think the AI is going to play a huge part of it. I also, I do not think that it's going to replace um, other artists who are in the web three space. I don't think it's going to replace the PFP things. I think they're replacing themselves quite frankly, which is well enough on their own. And so I think that the value, what I, what I deem as valuable artistic expression 
is what's going to be the theme as we move forward in the Web3 art space. Because it's not at some point, it's not going to be just about hype. You always have to market. You got to brand yourself and you got to build things up and advertise. That's just the nature of all things. But the, the thing is, is that at some point, you're going to see a paradigm shift towards the why instead of the how. And I think that why people are making art, why they're expressing themselves, what their story is, what the narrative is behind their work, that's going to be the thing of value as their brand evolves, as other people in this space grow up into this. That's going to be the thing because with the barrier of access being so low for AI art and using that as a tool, as I said before, we have the ability to have rapid iteration and we have the ability to have rapid expression and this kind of instant feedback of things. So everyone now has the ability to do that and to be better because of it, not because you're just creating things because it's easy and fast. You're going to create things because you can be a better artist. And, and I classify being a better artist as one, being more expressive behind your intention. And two, that final product being more polished and, and higher executed as the way that we're able to generate these images. You can also work on them afterwards and, and do compositing or Photoshopping or add to them or do all these other things where you have a much better starting point to achieve the expressive goal that you have. And so the meaning behind what you're creating is valuable. So I, I deem that and define that as valuable artistic expression. And I think that is going to be the future of Web3 art now that these tools are open um, for so many people. And I think that's a good thing um, in order for them to be able to get themselves out there, express what they have to express. And those who want to collect and invest in those expressions will do so. Um, and I think it's one to one season and i think it's ai season that's that's where i stand on it cheers to that thank you very much for your intervention my friend it's always a pleasure to have you here and to hear from you anytime if you want to jump in you know just just uh, raise your hand and and jump in please moving on we have now jeremy uh he wants to say something illiquid too feel free if you want to make any questions uh and in the meantime, Darren, I have sent you an invitation to speak since you have to leave in 40 minutes. Uh, just please let me know if you see the invitation to speak. And Jeremy, in the meantime, do you want to say something? Hi, how are you doing? All good. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you <laughs> as well. It's good to be here. I always love these spaces because it seems like uh, the AI space is dominating the the Twitter spaces. And I think the reason is, um, I'm just going to give a little on the opposite side of black. I think the reason that the, this controversy is still going is because um, there's a lot of people who are on the defensive about it. And I think when somebody is on the defensive, that's generally a sign of low confidence. That's like a low self-esteem. You know, if if you're okay with what you do as a craft, then just do it. You know, just go ahead and go and do your craft and, and be present and create beautiful things. And don't worry about what everybody else says, because um, I think that's the that's the right path for an artist is just to do your thing, it, whether it's AI or whether it's not AI. I think it, ultimately it's just up to you to do your own thing. Uh, and as far as this discussion here, um, yeah, I, I think Black has a lot of great points. Uh, I uh, do you hear Jeremy? I, I stopped. 
I no. stopped hearing. No, I think he wrote. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's wait just half a minute and then maybe i think you know on the, while while he takes his time to get back here um you know i think coming in and calling people saying that they have low confidence is not the best way to start things out i'm extremely confident with what i do in fact i'm borderline on cocky about it to be completely honest because that's how much i believe in what it is that i'm doing um and i do not think that any of us took the position of being defensive until we were having offensive takes against us and so you know until someone spends times and, and spends some time in my dms or my comments list where people have told me that I should kill myself because I use AI and I've been in the art scene and creative scene for the last 20, 25 years. Um, you know, I don't think that coming in saying that people are low confidence and we're being defensive is the right move. Quite frankly, and I don't think it's the best look just to throw that out there. I think being respectful towards people's stories, their truth, what it is that they've experienced in their life um, is the way to do it. I try to take that stand with everyone who, who wants to talk about these things. But I don't think that it's something that is as simply, you know, it can't be as simple as just wiping it off the table and saying, you know what, <laughs> these people are just defensive because they have low confidence. I think if anyone's ever heard me speak in any why, space, then you know why, that I don't why have why that. Have, why, why we have it, why we still have this discussion? Why is this not like a, so like the liquid painting or any other form of art form that comes about? Nobody's having these discussions. This it's only about AI, and this is constantly like a theme. Like every week, this conversation keeps coming up and up. And the only reason, the only reason I give a shit, this is the only reason, because I do think everybody should just express themselves. I think that's great, express yourselves. But the only reason I give a shit is because these engines are stealing artwork and they're, they're claiming it as their own. And it, nobody is 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 going to stop this conversation from happening until the uh, the artists are able to get what that's due for them. You know, all these artists are getting their artwork put into the machines and then their style is being stolen. And so now that person had created a style and it's being stolen. And all those years that they put into making that style and now somebody can turn around and just steal it in a fucking second. That is what the real problem is. It's not the creation. You know, nobody, none of us artists care about the, the artist that's creating the art. It's the machines. It's the programs, the ones that are for profit, and they're taking it from the artists. So that's the real argument and why it hasn't stopped and why everybody that is doing AI is constantly on the defensive. We, we, have, we have a lot of uh, different points here, which is, for me, uh, a great uh, kickstart of the spaces. That's why we made and uh, the name of the space is a debate. And please, Leslie, Leslie, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, um, actually, the debate on different types of art has been going on for many, many years. We just didn't have the Internet before. The same debate happened with photography and everything else, calling it not art. So um, to that point, um, I think that is incorrect, that it's just over AI. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. Thank you very much for your intervention. And Ian, please go ahead. It's a pleasure to to have you here too. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to be uh, able to no, speak. It's our pleasure to speak. The, the, Thank you, please. Now, the, the, this is a very interesting point. Uh, on on As far as the debate goes, I think that seeing AI artists on the defensive is directly as a result of 
being under attack um, uh, by uh, a contingent of the artistic base that feels threatened. And so the defense is on, on that side is resulting in this attack. The, David, the, David, the, zero, zero defense. The, 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 no, no, the defense is the, uh, of their own art and the perception that it's being stolen, you see. Now, it's not a for, 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 but but it is. If you understand how AI works, if I sit down and I study Dolly, and I put uh, stylus to my tablet or uh, brush to a canvas, and I emulate his style and practice it and learn the nuances of it then am I going to be, um, am I going to, in good conscience, put something out that is an exact replica of a Dali uh, painting and say, hey, that's my art? Or am I going to learn from his style and try to make it my own? Because you see, AI art, AI when you know i've got a, a history of of decades in the arts in one form or another and when i saw these tools coming about as an artist that had no history in ai but with a background in photography darkroom work uh, physical media digital media generative art and so on when i saw this coming up i thought hey, that's a cool tool. I wonder if it could be useful for me in my artistic pipeline. I didn't say, oh, damn, that's going to take away any prospect I have of people valuing my art. I, I saw it as a way of maybe that can fit in my pipeline. And so I started dabbling with it and I enjoyed it. And I saw the potential for those who have never had any experience with artistic expression uh, or, or even uh, physical inhibitions to being able to hold a brush or, or employ uh, physical media in some sense, to all of a sudden have the tools of creation put in their hands. And I took time to understand that these systems that are being used, there is no art from a specific artist stored in the trained corpus of these systems. The art simply doesn't exist there. When you take time to understand the nature of machine learning, you come to realize that this is how it exists. There is no uh, library of people's that, work. That's there. not true. That is it, not it, true. No, it's I, absolutely I, true. It's okay, absolutely for starters, true. in my Go, business. No, no, no. Hang Ian, on a second, Jeremy. No, no. If you, you take a moment. You're saying something that's not true. No, no. I, I will back it up right now. If you, take, if you take a look, if you take a look at the learning model, uh, for example, stable diffusion, you will see oh, that you, you will take you, you will see that there is um, there is no body of work possible to exist in there by the way the neural networks are trained and the trained corpus is a few gigabytes 
compared to the hundreds of gigabytes that it was trained on. No data compression algorithm can accomplish that compression. You talk to the founder of Stability, and he will say the very same thing. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post up top, there's a video and it talks about Stable Fusion because they are the ones that are stealing the art and they're not paying for the artists. They're not stealing, man. Also, this isn't your space. You come in all these and just start attacking people and you want to know why the conversation is still going. It's because you keep coming in and trying to throw stuff at and we're trying to have an open conversation and you jump in once again to a space like this and start going at it. So. If you want to have a conversation like this, come to one of my spaces too, and you can blow it up and we can debate for two or three hours. But why don't we listen to the actual conversation around this stuff and have like a cultural conversation because saying people are stealing stuff that's just not accurate. That's a conversation that's been having being had for like six months. You want to know why we're still having it? Because you just brought it up, man. So I appreciate what you have to say. I think everyone else does too. But like, let's let's have the conversation. Like we don't be like, oh, posting links and start proving people wrong. Like that's not what this is about, man. It's about having like a conversation about stuff. And it's it's just just be respectful about it, you know? Yes, we need to respect everyone here as a speaker. And, and also, Jan, Jeremy, thank you for your intervention. We need to, to move now to Darren because he made an effort to be here with, with us today. He needs to, to move in, in, in a few minutes. And I'm very curious about six to five, nine investments in according to artificial intelligence, uh, artists, artworks, and etc. So let's move to Darren. Are you there, my friend? Hello, hello. Yes, GM, I'm here, thank and thank you for having me, GM. Thank GM you guys. for being here, and happy new year for you and to and to the six to nine, six five to nine family. My first question for you, uh, it's it's the following: Do you see an increased pattern in OM from communities using artificial intelligence since you've been uh, a while developing the community? Uh, what can you say about about this? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I just want to give a shout out to you and your community, Art to Act, because uh, you guys have recently joined OM. Uh, of course, uh, if any of you are not aware, this is the Metaverse project by Punk6529. And Art to Act has now got its own uh, community uh, present in the uh, metaverse that we have created. Uh, in short, it is still very experimental uh, in the phase right now that it is in. But uh, we we are doing our best to integrate as many existing Web3 communities into our space. And I would say we are doing relatively well uh, over the first, I would say, like the uh, eight months uh, since we started in april 2022 with that said uh I, yeah the, the the topic seems to be very much focused on ai uh which i i do think is a very interesting topic moving forward uh, i think one thing for sure is that we cannot ignore the fact that ai is coming into the space of art creation and whatnot um but specifically regarding your question, uh, there are no specific communities that are focused on AI art that are in OM right now. We have many, many different type of art communities that have been added to OM. Uh, they could be like something like abstract art, pixel art, photography, 
nude art, uh, lots of different varieties from different regions as well. But as of now, we do not have a specific like AI art focused community right now. It's likely maybe in the future, I would say that we're not close to that idea. I think, uh, I mean, I do not speak for the 6529 team with regard to AI art, but on the personal level, I just think it's something that you cannot ignore and you cannot sort of like close your eyes uh, and pretend it's not available in the space. Uh, I think it's something about just using it in a way to get inspiration possibly for artists. Uh, and I see that in a good way. Of course, there are lots of controversial stuff regarding this, but I, I believe, you know, it's not like it's going to go anywhere, right? So it's better to embrace it rather than to sort of like resist it. I think that's just the overall thought that I have. But in, in back to the main question and the main answer I have is that there's yet to be an AI community. So uh, we'll hopefully see what happens. This year will be a very interesting one for OM as we are looking to grow exponentially in this space. And uh, yeah, we're definitely open to seeing more communities come in. Lovely. Thank you. And there's a lot of um, artists uh, within this conversation. So probably if, if they can, they will reach out to you if they have interest in getting into the, into the community too. And also another thing that uh, we were very curious is about the 6529 fund. They are starting to getting more interest interested in investing in companies and artworks based on artificial intelligence too do you see a shift there they even if it's on conversations they start to to analyze companies and artworks based on 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 these tools or uh, how do you see it uh to be honest the fund i mean as of now i i wouldn't say that you know, because of course, you know, 6529 does have a investment fund that invests in NFTs, but noticeably it is not really very high in terms of it, the proportion of the investments into AI related art. I think, of course, AI art is still relatively new in the space. So we, we, we shall see what happens with it. But I think in general, most of the art that's been collected by the fund so far has been very much, you know, the digital art created by, you know, uh, people just like non non AI art, let's put it that way. And uh, I don't know whether we will move more into AI art, but I do, from what I observe, of course, I think we're still very much like uh investing in in artists that are doing art in a more traditional sense basically meaning non-ai art and uh yeah you know i think what we definitely look at doing is investing in the more uh, historically important artists like uh, X Copy and Hackatow and stuff like those guys uh, but we we definitely are always looking forward to like you know making investments and uh, you know investing in up and coming artists and so forth uh, but I would just say that at this moment because the development of AI art is still relatively new and there has not been any specific Maybe the closest one right now uh, in terms of an AI-related artist that has built up a decent name might be Claire Silver. And I believe the fund may have one or two pieces from her. 
but apart from her, I don't think we really have that much serious investments in AI. Not yet, right not now. yet. But yes. we shall see. They might yeah, change it. Of course, future. of yeah, course. Exactly. It's it's starting to grow. I I think it's not going anywhere, and and the value of it is is just in the beginning. So I think in the future, and the fund will start to look at it with different eyes, and and more artists like Xcopy will will appear. You know, like people using the tools will start to be uh, as known as them. So. For from our perspective, this is just the beginning from it. So, my last question from you is: What is your personal take also on artificial intelligence uh, art in the in 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 general? You know, and uh, your personal future predictions. Um, it's interesting with regard to AI art. I think there's two categories when it comes to AI art. Um, I would say that AI art is good in the sense that it can help artists with providing inspiration for their art piece. So, for example, you know, if you want to sort of like visualize something in a better way, you can use an AI program to sort of help generate something, but you may not use it exactly and copy and paste what the uh, the output is, but rather use it as an inspiration to create your digital artwork. Uh, and then there's the other one, which I think the one more controversial, which is basically somebody just typing in stuff to a AI uh, program and then generating the art and copy pasting that particular art and selling it. Um, I think what we are probably talking about is the latter, which is the one whereby people are just creating art using the text and then sort of like basically minting it and selling it. Personally, uh, of course, I think right now it is noticeable whenever you know these kind of artworks are produced. I think at this current stage, the AI programs are still, uh, you know, this, this somewhat produce works that are noticeably feel like AI or look like AI. So, so right now, I think it's, it's, it's still not there whereby it looks really authentic, non-AI, let's put it that way. So, so in a way, it is noticeable. But, but specifically with regard to my thoughts on it, um, I have bought AI art before, the, the ones that are purely copy and paste from the text. Uh, I, I think purely just to support specific artists. I think in this space, um, you know, how you, how, how you perceive and how people collect art is also very much on whether they like the person who's creating the art, whether the person that creates the art has a good story behind their art, whether the person in itself personality-wise is likable or not. It's very much about people at the end of the day, right? Uh, so, so I do believe that, you know, the art itself is just one part of it, but I do look at and consider a lot about like the artist behind the art. If the artist has a very strong story behind the art that he or she has created, even though it's AI art, I think that's also uh, some value there because I think it's about how you connect with the artwork and how you connect with the creator of the artwork uh, that also uh, makes you feel something as a collector. So so all in all, I think in summary, basically, I, I'm pretty okay with AI art. Yeah, and uh, 
that's that's my answer. No, it's a, it's an amazing answer to to be honest. Um, and I totally understand uh, your perspective and also the six five to nine uh, funding perspective. You know, it's it's in the end, uh, it makes sense what you just said. And I want to say uh, thank you for for being in in the spaces and to wish you an amazing year too. If anyone uh, in the end of the the spaces want to reach out to Darren and to create the first uh, IE uh, community. Just make sure to talk with Darren. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's a pleasure. Moving now to Manekineko. How are you doing? Hi, I'm well. How are All you? good. It's been a while since we last spoke. Uh, missing our 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 spaces, so it's a pleasure to have you here with us again. And do you? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's our pleasure. Um, Happy New Year, too. And do you want to say, uh, from what we have uh, said so far, um, I had a question here, uh, which is based on Jason Allen's um, artificial intelligence generated work, the Théâtre d'Opera, que just uh, took the first place in the digital category at the Colorado State Fair. Um, there, there was controversial conversations regarding this decision, but some artists defended Mr. Allen, saying that uh, using IE to create a piece was no different from using Photoshop or other digital image manipulation tools, and that human creativity is still required to come up with the right prompts to generate an award-winning piece. My question for you is, is this the only human creativity requirement while using artificial intelligence tools? I mean, I, I think that, honestly, I think that we're kind of getting to the point with AI where, or AI art, where it's a matter of like single pass raw generation versus using AI as a tool in your process to create art and just, you know, is, is, one or many steps in that, right? So kind of like an AI-infused art, which is kind of the, the whole movement that a group of us are, are, are part of. Um, and really, yes, creativity is important in the prompting, but I think it, it will be just like it is for, for photography where um, you see people, there are, there are very few raw, out of the, straight out of the camera, pieces of photography now that are considered, you know, fine art, right? And I think some of that has to do with like what Darren was saying and with the personality of the, the, the artist and, you know, how maybe they made their reputation uh, among that. But, but there's a lot fewer cases of that. Most of the photography that you see now is, is going to be post-processed in some way, at least color corrected or it's taken in raw and you have to define what the parameters are to um, the actual raw format, the REW format that um, you would have to define what the parameters are to, to see what the output actually will be. Uh, it's a similar thing with, with AI in that, you know, you're, you're making these prompts, but most of the, the people who are really prominent in, are, are taking that and using it as a step in that process, either several generations of the, you know, the, the AI where you're reusing uh, something that you generated as an initialized image for the next round of that against a different prompt, or you're taking it into Photoshop and you're making edits there, um, or you're collaging different results or different variations of it. So um, I think that 
there's a place for the the pure quote unquote raw uh, outputs, but I think that it will be less prevalent. So like I think the piece that won that contest was a pure raw output, and people really <laughs> bristle against that. Um, but you know, it's just like any other kind of art. It, it's it's what you make of it, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure, hundred percent. And we all know that controversy over new art making technologies is nothing new, right? Like many painters uh, recoiled at the invention of the camera, like uh, which they saw as a debasement of human artistry. Like, like in the nineteenth century, artists were calling photography as the art's most mortal enemy. You know, uh, in the twentieth century, digital editing tools and computer assisted design programs were similarly dismissed by purists uh, and and we can now see that ai can be related to those revolutionary tools um, that are today breakthroughs in the arts right do you think ai can be uh can have this recognition in a few years um you know i really do think that the acceptance of photography as art is a, a good parallel for the acceptance of using ai as art um, photography was has been described as low effort too, and that's the thing that a lot of people say about AI art. Um, and there, there used to be a barrier of funding uh, for the equipment, right, to be a good photographer. But now that's changed since everyone has a camera in their pocket, you know, and and we have millions, maybe billions of photos taken every single day. But that doesn't mean that um, that that precludes that there is fine art photography. There are people who focus on that and they make it, you know, their, their voice, um, you know, their vision uh, to, to, to be part of, to create their own art. <clears throat> so I really think that that is a good parallel for, for where we are with AI space. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen um, the term synthography coined to describe the action of capturing an image in latent space in a similar way to how if someone would capture a photo in real life. And I think that that's a good, um, a good, you know, parallel. Sure, sure. Um, Jan, Jeremy, I don't know who, who, who was first, but uh, Jer Jeremy was first. Okay. Just, just make Thank sure you. that there's Appreciate five that. more speakers. No, no, go ahead, Jeremy. Just to be All most right. straight I'm, to I'm the gonna, point. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be cool. I was getting heated by my back's a little out of whack today, and so some of the comments that Black made made me want to like explode but um what i wanted to add to uh manix uh part of the conversation and this is an argument that i see a lot of about when it comes to photographers how like this is similar to photography but it really isn't because you know okay so i was a photographer commercially for 10 years and in order to be able to take that one click to get that shot yeah, there's people out there who can get really lucky and be able to get like some amazing event or some amazing image that they're able to sell for a lot of money. But most of what a photographer is, is the eye that they develop over years. Like it's many, many years of them practicing that craft and having their their vision. So um, I think that's more akin to what um, uh, this is not a that's not a good comparison when it comes to like the craft of using AI when you're creating prompts and stuff. Like yes, maybe in the future when AI artists have been doing this for a long time, it, there's like some kind of vision that is formed. But when it comes to photography, this is like years, years of of, of hard 
of hard work of like developing your craft and developing your style and your vision. Do you not think that most of us came from having years of experience creating art? Absolutely. We can have a vision and this is a new sure. tool. There have not been years for us to have perfected this, but there are still the same principles involved. I have a yeah. vision when I Absolutely. want to create a piece and I try to create that vision by exploring latent space using prompts. It's similar to the way that I used to do photography where I would constantly be looking at the things around me and trying to find a perspective that was different from what other people saw. And it's the same thing. I mean, it's really the same thing. It's just exploring a virtual space than, and than the real world space using words instead of my eyes. No, I, it, it's, okay, there, there's points of it I would have to agree that like, like a, an artist, like a, a painter could go and pick up a camera and right away, he's going to see the world differently than a lot of people who, don't, who haven't picked up a camera. But somebody that has been a photographer for years, they're developing a whole different set. Like, so photography, for example, is the art of subtraction, right? Like you're trying to take, you're trying to pull from well, like everything that's around you. And there, there's a little bit, oh, it's so hard to describe, but it's just not really the same. But yes, an artist who has a, the eye can be able to pick up any tool and be able to, to do much better than people who have no eye. I know lots of photographers who love AI and that have put AI as part of their process now, if, if not created pure AI work. So I don't think that, you know, one, one person, one photographer objecting that it's a similar experience is really, you know, the, the rule. I mean, there's, there's plenty of artists that come from different backgrounds and have had plenty of experience as you know, artists outside of AI that are starting to use AI as a tool to augment their art and their process. I'm and just offended that photographers, I'm just saying I'm just I'm that they're artists, that a photographer, if he takes one shot that takes one second, that doesn't mean it's in similar comparison to AI. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you went first, uh, Jeremy and, and, and Nico. Um, I, I had given this some thought when the debate first started, having a, a, a background in photography myself. And I, th I think with your experience, Jeremy, and in line with what you're saying, uh, you, you'll probably agree that if you handed a thousand cameras to a thousand people and said, uh, take a shot of the Eiffel Tower, you'd wind up with 900 and maybe 75 that look pretty similar. And then you'd have those ones that with, with experience that knew how to position themselves for the angle and for the light and so on and so forth, where they'd probably stand out apart from the rest, whether that's from a natural eye that they had or from drawing from the experience that they had. And I think we, as I've seen generations of, of rapidly iterating AI uh, passing before our eyes in a blur, we're seeing the same thing happen. You know, whether it was mid-journey three or, or the first dolly outputs or stable diffusion of this or that flavor, we're already seeing 
a lot of very similar looks and feels to the outputs amongst those 950, 975 out of 1,000. But then when you take a look at, uh, well, some of the people in the room here, uh, the likes of what Nico and, 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 uh, and Black Label are putting out, you know, the, the, there, are, there are several artists where they don't just type in uh, a, f- a phrase and take what they get. Uh, they they have worked to to uh, uh, to gain experience and nuance with things, which is akin to a photographer choosing an angle and setting the scene and choosing where the light comes from, uh, so that what they're putting out isn't like the bulk of what most AI artists are. And the the difference is is that because AI art is so new. Um, many people simply haven't seen the volume of output to say, hey, wait a minute, that looks a lot like these other 8 out of 10 pieces, these other 90 out of 100 pieces. Oh, but wait, these few are different. That feels different. That looks different. It captures a different energy. They're doing something differently with the technology, whether it's using an image output or uh, as one of their inputs, which might be from another AI piece that they've they've curated uh, over many iterations, or whether it's a physical work, a collage, or something like that that they've used as an image input, you know, they're doing something different in their process that sets them apart from the others. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your intervention. I, I, I agree. And since we are now uh, also uh, talking a little bit about photography, uh, my we can also bring. My my friend Wild Alps, uh, aka Freedom, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> How are you hi, doing? Everyone. Happy New Year! Thank you so much for having. It's our me. pleasure. And hi everyone in the panel. So glad to be able to talk to you and and hear your stories and everyone in the audience. What's up? All good, all good. A big shout out to everyone also. And thank you for 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 being here in the spaces. Well. A lot of people have joined. This is amazing, and this is also a sign that the topic uh, is uh, is is very interesting, and and this is going nowhere. You know, like it, this is a sign. Hundred and twenty people in this space live. Wow, amazing! Thank you all for being here. So my first question for you is: uh, first of all, uh, as a photographer, is there any space in photography um, to use these tools in the future? What are your thoughts about it? Well, as everyone knows, um, I'm pretty wild and free, right? So um, that's also my position to AI. Um, everyone should use whatever they want uh, to create the art they want for whoever they want or for no one. You know, I, I think that should be just free and not debated. <laughs> it's also because uh, that's the first uh, space actually I'm attending because for me, um, not what has been said here in the space, uh, but generally, topic in general, it's, it's kind of boring because it, um, it suggests uh, some limitations to artists, right? And I'm profoundly against that uh, from my nature. Um, also because maybe I can bring some, some different perspectives into the discussion uh, 
maybe even zooming out like a lot, a lot, zooming out a lot of what has been said here. Um, for me personally, there's just one artist in this world and this is nature and everything else is a copy, right? This is just my position. We're all copying. It doesn't matter in what genre we are. We are always copying nature. So for me, the only one who would have the right uh, to raise their voice and say something against uh, whatever tool, it, it doesn't have to be AI, even other tools, doesn't matter which tool, uh, would be nature. But nature is love, and we can do and use whatever we want and be creative and be limitless. And, and this is also my position, right? Um, and to answer a question, I, I wouldn't care um, even if someone um, would take my photo material from the last uh, seven, eight years and and use it for uh, their art. I wouldn't care. I would just care about them telling me um, if if they're like using like the straight output, but just out of curiosity, not because I'm interested in in uh, copyright lawsuits <laughs> or something like that, right? Um, um, just out of curiosity, because for me, if someone uses my art and is inspired by my art and thinks that my style is as valuable um, for them to use it and, and create something new, um, I would be honored, uh, actually. Um, and and would be curious about what they're creating uh, and totally opposite of, of what I, I've heard in general um, about this topic, right? Um, and also, um, because it has been discussed, whatever position someone has, if, if someone feels offended or, or like their art is being stolen, um, or I don't know, I, I would suggest maybe to to look into a different view um because like it doesn't matter at what level an artist is if he just started today or if he does art for i don't know three or five decades it doesn't matter um we will always be in the position that we will keep learning and we will keep developing and evolving our style right um and as long as we do that, and as long as we don't keep on standing on the same point that we are today, um, why should we be afraid of someone using AI um, with or without um, our art that we had created in the past? So why would we be afraid? Because we will always be uh, several steps ahead um, if we keep evolving. So. Why fear of something new, a new tool? Um, I think it would always just add into the perspective. And um, I think that's great. And, and the same like generative art, I think that's great. Um, a lot of people have been um, talking bad uh, about it. And, and this space has provided a possibility for it to to um, to be respected, and I think uh, the same with AI and whatever new tools uh, will be invented.
Absolutely uh, agreeing a lot with you, sending a lot of a lot of love to what you are saying, and I would love to. Since she's also a, a photographer in this space, uh, I can move now to Leslie. Uh, are, are you there? <laughs> I am. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year. I was seeing a lot of love from you to what uh, Wild Alps was saying. So, and since you are a photographer too, I think it's it's the best way to move to you now and to have your thoughts. Um, and as a photographer too, uh, you must have uh, a perspective around uh, these tools. And for you, uh, generally speaking, from what we uh, have been talking around, what are, are your general thoughts around and, and of course, future predictions? Um, yeah, well, first of all, I think AI will be very big this year. Um, I don't do AI. I um I'm strictly a photographer, but I have collected a lot of AI and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I will say that, um, I mean, I agree with a lot of what has been said here. And for me, like, I, I look at it in the same way back when uh film cameras went to digital. I mean, even me, I was a purist and I fought digital for so long. And then um, I, I eventually worked my way into to doing digital. And I feel the same for AI. It's a tool, it's, it's progression. And um, while I don't do any AI, and believe me, I have tried AI and it is not easy at all. Um, it, I, I just hats off to those who are doing it well. Um, it's, 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 I, I don't even know how they're doing it. My daughter is an AI artist as well. And I just the improvement I've seen in her work going from where it was to where it is now and just so much improvement every day. And she's using so many different tools besides just the prompts, you know, I mean, she does so many different things in within it. And um and uh now I lost my train of thought. Um I, oh and for me like I've also seen a lot of photographers that have also that are using AI tools as well. And for me, while I don't really use AI specifically, I do use um, once in a while, I'll use something called Topaz Labs. And that is actually it's a noise reducing program, but it actually uses AI to do that. So um, I have used that a couple of times and it was just a tool for me. And um, I. You know, I loved what it what it produced for me. Um, it produced better than anything else that I've ever used for reducing noise in my images. So um, I look at it as a great tool for the future for all different type of artists, including photographers. And um, I have seen a lot of photographers that have gone in this direction and are, are taking their photography and mixing it with AI. And it's, it's just incredible. And I think it's going to be... Um, one of the big things this next year um and for 2023 for sure and 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 as far as <laughs> sorry jeremy <laughs> and as far as um no that's uh, a disagreement that wasn't like uh disagreeing with what you said just disagreeing with that okay um as far as um you know stealing from the artists and stuff like that um I, I will say everything that we do, we have learned in life from other artists. So we are all I mean, we don't 
necessarily realize it when, for example, photographers, when we're taking a photo, but I am using all my years of seeing other photojournalists work and stuff. And so I am actually putting that into my own work. It's stuff that I've learned. I'm not copying them, but it's still taking bits and pieces of what you have learned for many years from different photographers, different artists. So, um, in, in, in a sense, nothing is true. There's very little that is truly a hundred percent brand new and you're, 100% your style. Um, Your style like evolves, but sorry, my words, I'm losing my train of thought this morning. I've got a house full of people here. I I like what you're saying, to be honest. Um, uh, Feel free to continue. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think that, you know, we are all taking what we've learned from other artists in this space and while we're not stealing the images we are still we've learned from them and we are taking these and using this in our own work so i think in a same in the same sense ai does that i mean it seems like a, a good similarity to me lovely thank you for for your intervention and it's been one hour great great spaces so far and we still have three more uh, artists and speakers that we want to hear. And I want to have now on the stage Illustrata. Are you there? Yes, can I, I, can I ask Hello. a question real quick, real quick, or to act to you directly? Yeah, is it possible that people in the in the listeners' audience, if there's anybody who doesn't agree with the AI stuff, can they also come up? Because this conversation is just like lopsided 90. We will, tests. we will. Like I'm the, I'm the only no, 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 person no, no. here that is saying and No, 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 no. I'm the opposite of No, AI. no, no, not at all. We will have, and we have Tiago here uh, and that he wants to speak to. Uh, we have a lot of people that want to speak. So everyone that wants to speak uh, independently of your standings, just please come up. We just have... Uh, organized this for a week. We have invited a lot of people and and just wanted to hear them. Uh, we hear them out a little bit, and then we in the end, I think we can discuss independently of your standings. And now I, I would love to hear uh, Illustrata. Um, are you there? Yes, I am. Happy yeah. New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah. <laughs> so. Moving on, uh, what I would love to ask is, um, of course, when you started using it, and most of all, why? Sure, yeah. So I started using AI art tools in late 2021. Um, I kind of was very interested in the AI space and all the different applications of it. Um, And it wasn't until I discovered it was someone on TikTok called uh, Here Twice. She made these really cool, like creepy images and said she was making them with AI. And I was just kind of like, what? Oh my goodness, that's amazing. That's exactly kind of like what I've been waiting for. Um, and so after after kind of discovering it, I dove headfirst. I, I started playing with one of the first tools that was widely available and accessible to people who were non-programmers, VQ Gans, um, and that first notebook was developed by Catherine Croson, 
or River, Rivers Have Wings on Twitter. And since then, I've just been using and experimenting with every tool that I can get my hands on. Um, and the reason, I think, for me is really because it's allowed me to explore and iterate on my creativity. And then along with that has come, you know, the reason I keep doing it is because of the fantastic community that um, that exists around it. So, yeah. Thank you very much. And um, of course, um, since we have been uh, talking about future predictions, and since you are you are using it right now, for you, how do you see it in the future? Um, the new developments, and if you do think this is just the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. It's just the beginning. I think we're going to see even more advancements. That's basically a given. Um, And I think we're going to see a lot more widespread adoption. You know, at this point, even something like Midjourney, uh, while it's fairly simple to use, there's still a barrier in that, you know, it's in Discord. It can be a little busy if, if you know, you're just trying to learn how to use it. Um, and so I think with things like that, there was a recent TikTok filter that kind of went viral. Um, it was like an AI manga filter. Um, that is going to help build this widespread adoption, more and more people are going to become interested and start using it. And with that, I, I also sincerely hope, and I think, you know, the folks here and in AIIA and the other AI artists in the community are doing a really great job of this, but just, I hope that the understanding of how the technology works uh, develops alongside with that. So Perfect. Thank you for your intervention. And uh, we wish you an amazing year. Thank you very much. In any time, if you want to jump in in another question, feel free to. And I would love now to move to Saucebook. Mark Kelly, Happy New Year. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Happy New Year. Can you hear me All okay? Good. All good. Sorry for the delay. It's been an amazing conversation. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very interesting. And I, just because we did say debate, Jer Jeremy is right. There needs to be two sides. I just want to break it down to sort of opportunities and risks with, with AI artistry. I, I mean, the big opportunity from my perspective is it'll open the door for me to visual arts because I've always been a writer. That was my forte. And I, I really can't hold a paintbrush or do anything. So the ability to turn prose and descriptions into beautiful artwork, in my humble opinion, Is, is a great enabler. And it's also, of course, very inclusive for people who have real disabilities just rather than just no artistic talent. So it, it does open the door. And, you know, a year ago, you would have to be a programmer. Two years ago, you'd have to be a programmer, really, to do AI art. And now it's been democratized. Anyone can sign up to DALI. You know, the, there's a plethora of astronauts riding unicorns and things there's no reason why they should have any commercial impact i don't think they should be be monetized um but that brings us to the risks the risk is it's incredibly efficient and just as you know you don't put us you, you don't well, what did sword fighters think when when guns came on the scene you, they just can't compete you can churn out if you've got the equipment you can churn out a thousand perfectly acceptable pictures overnight and uh, and you know and people are doing this and i acknowledge that there's a lot of flooding the market with low value low effort 
AI, and that contributes to a lot of the enmity, a lot of the uh, a lot of the attacks that are that are taking place. What it means for me, the risk for me personally is I w- I want to carry on developing in AI. So to keep ahead of the curve, you've got to you've got to um, be on top of the latest scripts and the latest technologies. You've got to have a plan for moving forward from just nice cyberspace girls, um, which used to be six months ago, very difficult to get a, an accurate face out. Now there are beautiful uh, AI uh, girls and, and men all over the place. So you've got to keep on moving. You've got to keep looking ahead. I'm looking ahead to things like AI sculpture. You get a 3D printer and you you feed in a prompt and you generate something out of that. So there's opportunities going forward, but we need to be developing. We don't want to stick with what's easily available and what's uh, uh, what what you can generate just with a you know three word prompt. Um, I think to to Jeremy to Jeremy's point, I know that it's really easy to uh, to generate something in the style of an existing artist, whether they like it or not. And I, I would consider it downright unethical to put in a prompt that said, show me, you know, a, a space city or a set of robots in the style of Simon Stalinhag, because he's vehemently opposed to the use of his work in NFTs. So if someone has created over the years a, a really recognizable branding and visual style, I think they should have the benefit of that style for as long as they live. So I don't use the prompts of living artists uh, in any kind of, in any prompts that I I put in. When I use prompts of old artists, like, you know, like Dali and Rembrandt and so on, I find that what comes out is a real pastiche of, of their style. So what I'd rather do is just put in some generic, some, uh, exotic description and more or less collaborate with what's in the AI's database and see what comes out. Which brings me to the second hard point, as well as the prompting. Um, you have to really do savage curation. You know, maybe when I first started, I was I was minting or, or presenting on Twitter one out of every dozen or so artworks, and then it moved to one out of 100. Now it's probably one out of a 1,000 that I think is distinct enough to to warrant um, showing to people, and even fewer of those I would go on to mint and try and sell. And they are the, generally the ones that I respond to, that I can feel a you know visceral response to. Where is that coming from? It's not just bits and bytes. What's been fed into the database is fo- either photographs or pictures. It's a billion different um, unique snapshots of a human experience. That gets mashed up into a kind of soul soup. And what's coming out is more or less a digital version of the collective unconscious. So why would it be surprising that you can have a natural uh, response to that and actually think, yeah, this is art that speaks to me? So a a little bit of a scattergun approach, but I, I do recognize why artists are, why physical artists are upset i would be upset if i was if i was a painter i developed a unique visual style and somebody could just put my name into a prompt and generate a lot of stuff 
that look very much like mine. It's it's always a pleasure <laughs> to hear from Mark. Uh, always a, a different approach that uh, I do like to to hear all the time. Thank you very much for your intervention and sorry again for the late uh, waiting. And just to just to have now Von Doyle with us the punk artist disturbing the old masters with AI. Are you there, my friend? Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. What's all up? good, all good. Happy New Year. Happy, happy, year. happy to hear you and to have you here with us, my friend. Um, when have you started yeah, using you more AI tools to create art? Yeah, yeah. I started using AI uh, uh, almost two years ago now. Uh, so I was really before the big uh, movement uh, that that's coming right now, where it's uh, flowing from all over the place. Um, and uh, yeah, when we're talking about AI, uh, there's a wide range of, uh, of AI. It's just that right now everyone is is pretty much doing a lot of text to prompt images using uh, kind of a set of training images with diffusion. So that that's what most of people are talking about. Uh, but basically, me when I my creative process was to seeing kind of a classic uh, beauty uh, painting from the past and trying to see them from the eyes of our time. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really using a, a neural network against a set of database. We're just um, we're, with deep, lear deep learning and uh, in Python, PyTorch court, I was just using one images, one painting from the past and then running it through a set of neural network and was giving me this kind of distortion of those paintings because I feel like during, it was during the pandemic two years ago and at the beginning of the pandemic when we we're just always connected to a computer and i feel like we're turning into a machine uh, always looking at our phone and at computers i'm trying to see those old paintings from the eyes of our time uh, by running into to neural network uh, and depending on the neural network was giving me different uh, different deformation of the skin and the face and those big eyes and all all those crazy images so i would run them through a bunch of different uh, string of neural network and then do kind of a collage of all these different string of neural network, uh, getting some emotion from the eyes and then getting some crazy skies and forests all distorted by the AI. And for me, AI, it was always uh, used as a disruptive tool. And that, that, that was what's really interesting about AI in, in that sense was a little bit like uh, Duchamp with Dada or Dadaism, uh, where he, he really wanted to put uh, uh, arbitrary and countering manufactured object together by just dropping a bunch of uh, cut out image on a on, on on a sheet and just dropping it in the air and seeing how it's going to fall. So it's randomly putting together and this kind of rupture between the the art and the artist uh, control decision making was really interesting and all the error that the AI is creating is is uh, quite fascinating. So, so that's what drew me into it. Uh, I started running those painting to neural network and when I saw this this random distortion, it was so interesting. Uh, but uh, so this is kind of different of, of the set of training image that a lot of text uh, to AI are today. But all those AI are interesting. Uh, you can look at other artists that are also training uh, on, on their own uh, photography, like uh, Ivona. Uh, she's doing gang art, but she's using her own photography of the city uh, and putting it together uh, to create those gang. Or Gan Braun is also going to use his own photography. Uh, and I think that, yeah, artists have a lot of experience. I've been doing cinema, uh, experimental cinema for over 20 years now. Uh, and it kind of helped me having this artistic vision when I started doing AI two years ago. 
Uh, and you can see like painters when they start doing AI, they have the eyes and they create some really beautiful, like a lot of traditional painter friend that I see using AI. You can see right away they're getting uh, to something super interesting way quicker than someone who's just like starting to to have text to probably have no uh, experience uh, before that. That's that's very cool what you just said. Like there's a learning curve uh, within the tools, like in in every in every artistic field. So it's it's exactly mm -hmm. the same. That's beautiful to know that you have exactly an example that is doing that. So. Do you see, for example, also uh, an acceptance from big institutional names like Art Basel, Christie's, Sotheby's, etc.? Do you see acceptance uh, rather for exhibiting or, 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 or acquiring um, AI uh, artworks? How do you see this in generally? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's just a continuity of, of, of how art evolved. We've been talking about it. Photography was an evolution. Photoshop, which is kind of integrating AI now, uh, was an evolution, and now AI is an evolution. It's just a tool, and we're doing assistant, assisted AI art. It's kind of an assistant to the artist now, and it's an evolution, and it's going to go in that direction. And uh, everyone that's like dotting those tools in the past are going to come to accept them. And AI is the next step, and we're already seeing it. It's not, are we going to see it? We're already seeing it. Uh, I did a cover for Vanity Fair. Uh, a lot of AI art was at Art Basel this year, and there was some AI art in the uh, last two NFTs uh, at Christie's. Uh, and if you look at even in uh, in film, uh, in the short corner at the Cannes Film Festival, the winner of the best movie was a AI short film, which was where they were filming dancers, and then they, they run the dancers through AI to make that look like crow. Beautiful piece, beautiful short film, and they won the best uh, short film in Cannes Festival. So you can see it in all aspects of art and art creation, it's already there. Uh, and it's just gonna, uh, it's just people are gonna adapt and use it in different way. And, uh, and we're gonna see where it goes, but yeah, it's already happening. It's basically. happening, exactly. Um, so quickly, just my last question for you is that, what are your thoughts and future predictions for AI within the arts? Like in, in 10 years, where do you see it? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, like uh, people are just gonna, the, the the tough thing right now, like we said, is that it's easy uh, to just uh, create something that, that that looks beautiful. For me, it's, it's kind of boring just to have a beautiful image. It's like, oh, a human could have done that. Or like, okay, what's the interest in doing it in AI if a human could have done it? Uh, I think AI is, is, is more interesting in a way that it can create some new things that we haven't seen before. Uh, or it can assist us to uh, do things quicker than before. So, so this is the most interesting thing about AI, and it's just going to get uh, uh, easier and easier to do like 3D modeling or like movies, or we start to see it with like diffusion movies. Right now, a lot of people are are creating this kind of little short uh, uh, shot of one uh, guy getting from young to old or evolving. So we, this is going to develop in something that's a lot sharper and that looks a lot more like real animate that we're seeing on TV uh, or real movies because we're seeing some really realistic photography right now. So why not creating a real movie with AI? I, I think it's going to get to there at some point. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's where AI is going. Uh, lovely, lovely. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Uh, and thank you everyone for sharing uh, and to participate. Before we open a little bit to Tiago, which is here also that wants to, to make a statement, I just want to say that we have a Genesis winner, uh, Pegasus, 
you are the lucky winner of the Art Act Genesis NFT. I will send you after the, the spaces to your Ethereum address. So welcome to the community. Uh, and, and after that, we can also uh, talk to you, share to you more about that. So moving on now to Tiago. Tiago, uh, he, won, he wanted to speak to say something. Um, let's hear what Tiago has to say. Hi, everyone. Uh, I hope you can hear me and understand me. I, I'm, I'm with COVID right now, so my brain is not fully there. But I'm Oh, man, sorry for that. And, and like, it, it, it kind of hurt me a little bit because I, I, I was expecting a debate. And what I, what I heard mostly was people giving specific examples of, oh, because this specific thing works everything else doesn't matter which is odd to me the debate is not oh there's exceptions to the rule the debate is is the rule okay as it is right now and and when you come to a debate and you say oh but like this person is making really good work but then the 999 other people in this thousand that we tested are doing the same thing that that proves that the tool is not what we say it is. It proves that what that one person is just good. It's just a good artist. It doesn't matter the tool. Like I've done a lot of things. I've done photography. I've done sculpting. I've done photo composite. I've done painting now. And I, I, I'm just artistically inclined. That doesn't mean that if I use AI, which I did. I've, I've experimented a lot. The last time I, I t tested Mid Journey and, and Stable Diffusion was uh, a month ago, I think. So I'm, I'm up to date. I'm not just talking out of my ass for no reason. Uh, me being inclined for art doesn't justify the fact that there's things wrong with the way it is currently. And the other thing that I heard a lot is people don't hate AI. Most artists I've talked to, and I've been talking with a lot of people outside of the NFT community, because I think in the NFT community has a bias because it's where and like AI art is most accepted. So it, you all, you're always going to know someone that does it, and that's going to influence your judgment, in my opinion. But if you talk with artists outside of our community, they don't hate the tech. Uh, uh, Leslie was saying, "Oh, I I use Topaz." And it's AI. That's AI tech. It doesn't change your product in a way that you didn't make it. It's just noise. It's just a filter. And we don't, we don't hate that whatsoever. The thing people are against currently is the way the current systems that people in the general public, not a specific person that has their own stable diffusion system in their own graphics, whatever it is, general public is paying up to 60 bucks a month to use a bot that makes quote unquote art because i don't think that's art in the way it's in this just the outcome from the bot and sell it and pass it as commission work and pass it as their own work which is not if if you if you can read music but an ai composes something and it sounds good, are you a composer now? This is the type of debate that 
I had with myself a few months ago that made me start questioning it. And the other last topic, and then I'm going to be done. <laughs> the other last topic is if we as a community decide AI are is as valid as anything else, and it, people should just shut up about it, then we need to normalize asking for references and prompts like we do for traditional artists. Because I just saw a, a full thread on a, a someone's references being way too similar to one piece of someone else. And everybody came to attack, but then I see AI art being sold that I can clearly reference who the artist base was. And that's odd in my opinion. But yeah, that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the, the problem is that people start to recognize the AI or technology and then uh, they stop buying it because I guess clearly AI, we've seen what it is. And then it evolves so quickly right now that people don't have time to catch up. And then there's a new AI that's coming out and people think that, oh, this is super advanced and it was very simple to do and they're running after it. But we need to to learn as buyer, as collector, uh, to to find real art and real artists that have been here for a while or that, are, that we really connect to and not just buy anything that we're seeing uh, without any thought process or story behind. Uh, but it's just like music. If someone's going to uh, take a bunch of sample from Splice.com, put it together and create a song and everyone's buying it, it's undid the buyer. I I'm not going to go after the artist that's just thinking Splice and putting a song together. You can do it. And even in history, painter have been co copying painter and doing the exact same painting and sell it and people are buying it. Or you can't do that with music fun. Yeah, yeah with music, you, you can't can't do that. You can get sued. Uh, I know, no, Splice, the, Splice the is a sample is like a, a loop sample that you're buying or like a subscription model by, by Martin. They're going to give you a really good high quality sample of my voice noise and stuff like that. The artist is selling it and with free of copyright and people can take it, uh, buy the sample from voice noise on splice.com, create their own song and sell it. It's perfectly legal. Uh, and even uh, like traditional digital artists, I have some friend I have been do working like for the WWE and tracing. Uh, like drawing of the those person and, and they got copied by someone and tracing over his own art and then selling it so it's happening all over the place but like as I, i'm not gonna go after the artist like as a collector you, you gotta make some research and and learn more about the artist and learn more about the story and learn more about what's behind so i'm not gonna blame the artist for for doing yeah that. there's, it's, there's it's gonna free go beats after out the, there. the collector right? there's free beats out there but the vast majority of beats are not free you have to pay for them mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying there's some really high quality beats that people can do some, but I'm gonna, there's a lot of rice. Eggs, yeah. So I'm gonna let other people there, talk. Huh? Of <laughs> course, of course. I think it was Wild Alps, but uh, it was the first. I don't know. Um, can you can you come up now? Yeah, I just wanted to, to add um, to that question that Tiago um, raised um, in context of providing uh, VIPs or BTS or, or whatever from, um, from artists and, and um, the discussion about if it's okay to copy someone or not. I think, um, and, and again, it, it's not dependent on a genre. Uh, I think it's a question about transparency, right? I mean, if you are transparent about your process, um, and just share freely um, which which um, material you used, and um, are not saying that 
for example, this is like from you hand painted um, for the last three months and uh, uh, invent a process which is not real, which is not true, right? And instead it's, it's, it's an AI piece. I mean, I think we all agree that this is not okay. But if you're like open about it and transparent about your process, which you should be, because for me, AI is, like I said, it's a tone and every genre that should be proud about their work and, and, and their process that they wouldn't be transparent about it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's more that um, the theft character that we had in the last month that a lot of art uh, got sold um, and, and people were not transparent about their process. So, so yeah, I think that are two different, two different uh, views on that and two different topics. Thank you so much. I think Mark was uh, according to, I think, yeah, go ahead, please. I don't hear well, Mark. Do you guys hear well? Mark, there's maybe a problem with uh, with your mic now i'm no, perfect okay um yeah I'll, i really like that tiago took the time to go and look into the technology to try it out before reaching conclusions and i i agree with just about everything he said and and that wild alps confirmed i think transparency is key i wouldn't want to buy ai art being represented as hand painted um i would always want to know now i don't think People are going to give you the prompts because that's the secret source. That's the thing they've spent months tweaking and, and developing. But at least make it clear if you're monetizing, if you're trying to sell an NFT, that it's come about through an AI process, that you're collaborating with AI scripts to generate your uh, these artworks. I, I think that's uh, perfectly reasonable to accept, to expect. Perfect, thank you. I think it was uh, Jan in Black Label. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I, I, I do like Tiago's first point uh, uh, quite a bit. And I think uh, from, from a different angle, though, my perspective on it is uh, similar to, to any other genre or medium, uh, any other set of tools. Uh, I have a responsibility as the user of the tool um, to use it uh, to, to use it ethically. Now, uh, in the same way that I shouldn't go and and uh, take a digital uh, impression of any other artist's work, make trivial alterations to it, print it on a canvas, and represent it as my own. Um, with AI as a tool, certainly I could do the same thing, targeting a specific artist's style to have things that are uh, uh, through probably far more work than would be required to, to create something that had, had my own spirit in it, my own look and feel. Uh, using it as a, a copy mechanism is, uh, uh, is like banging your head against the wall. Um, but, but really, if I'm, if I'm trying to, to actively plagiarize something, that is a very different. Uh, that is a very different matter, and and that's something that I think uh, that 
that the the artist should recognize it's a, a losing game because they're not being themselves. They're not breathing their own spirit and intent into the work. Their intent is to copy. Um, and the intention and the spirit of the work is key. It's like a technical player of piano versus one that plays with emotion. Both can play the same piece, but they feel very different to the listener. Um, one has soul, the other doesn't. And I think the same uh, holds true for, for the visual arts and with AI art too. Um, it's only a matter of time from the collecting uh, co collector community that someone masquerading as someone they're not uh, will be found out. Thank you very much, Jan. Uh, Black Label? Yeah, um, we can let Tiago go again. I feel like, you know, three or four people have spoken and, um, you know, towards his point. So I wouldn't want to like feel like we're dogpiling or kind of going back and forth, but ha happy to allow uh, Tiago to go before go me. Ahead, dude. Go ahead. Uh, okay, I, cool. Can, can you do it? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Um, so I think that um, intention matters behind what people create. And I believe that art is intentional expression, regardless of medium or style or process, anything like that from a hundred hour painting to spray painting on the side of a wall, <clears throat> if it has the intention of being art, therefore it is. So I think the, the, the argument around what is art and what is not is, you know, that's, that's what that is. In my opinion, I think that the way that these tools operate though, there seems to be a larger and larger gap between the people who are against it and the ones who are utilizing it and understanding the actual process of what's happening and the the idea that it's stolen or things like that. It's, it's not actually done like that. I think that we have to have a conversation maybe we have to delineate between what's legal and what's ethical, because I think there's a two different things. I have a certain ethical guideline with how it is that I produce what I produce. I in no way want to ever produce anything that looks like what anyone else has done. So I think that as an artist, if you go forward and to kind of you know, add on to what Ian was speaking to as well, if you go forward, regardless of medium and regardless of process with the intention of repeating, copying or producing work that looks as close to what your tr someone else's work as you possibly can, that's unethical. Like that you shouldn't be doing that. And it doesn't mean that um, just because some people aren't that no one is, of course, there's always bad actors with anything. I mean, someone can go get a painting and then say that it's theirs. It doesn't mean that it'll sell or doesn't mean that it's okay. But people do that kind of thing all the time. People reproduce copyrighted material all the time. Like that happens always. And that again, just because that happens doesn't mean that it's okay. My, my point is that your intention behind what you're creating matters. And just as there are people that are painters that have bad intentions, there are people with within the AI world of things that have bad intentions and the tools are not to blame for those bad intentions. Now they have given access to people in an easier way. And I believe that it, just to be clear on, on my position, the way that I see it is if you go out and you make a custom data set based off of an artist's work living or not, and it's completely there, like just 100% that artist's uh, thing, and you re reproduce work with the intention of reproducing that person's work, and then you go out and you try to monetize that or commercialize that, that is, that is not only 
not ethical, but it's also illegal. You cannot do that. That is an, it's a prime example and probably the perfect, most clear example of how this technology can be utilized in a not great way and, and what I would deem to be a wrong way. But the opposite can also be said, too, is that you can utilize these things to create things that are brand new that no one has ever seen before because it's based off of data and nothing was stolen in the process. There's a process of scraping. There's a process of machine learning. There are thousand tech platforms in the world right now that do this more, more than that tens of thousands of platforms that do this on, on an everyday basis all the time with everything with everyone's data always just because some uh some were put into a data set to be able to produce um visual files is no different than audio files or search results on a search engine or how advertisers utilize these uh, pieces of data and, and scrape data to target you with everything that you're doing in your life, with every single app that you use. Like these are the things that exist in our modern world. It's 2023. This is what's happening. So it, it's a it's a challenge to wrap your head around, maybe. And I, I understand that. And I, I appreciate those who have um, gone out and tried to learn these things. And and some people, it's funny because some people have a reaction of like, oh my god, it's actually a lot harder than I thought. And other people go, why well, type three words? And now I created a masterpiece. And look, I put in Van Gogh, and now it looks like Van Gogh. It's like, well, guess what? You're the problem. Like you're the one who's doing that now. I've never done that. So, so I think See, that people is, are individuals. Hey, Jeremy, why don't you wait your turn, bud? Wait your turn, bud. You've no, been no, cutting no, everybody no. off the you're, entire you're time. Wait your turn, man. I'm not going to no, let you I keep talking over people, man. Because you're a douchebag. The way that wow. you, the way that you you mince your words, guys. Like you're saying, it's hard for people to wrap your head. The way around. that I speak, like you're being a douchebag when you make that. Jeremy, comment. just I think it's very clear right now, bud. I think it's very clear. No, no, no. Keep going, Jeremy. Just raise your hand. You're going one by one. Everyone is going to have their time, man. Wow. What's been said has yeah. been said. Wow. I'm not wow. going to keep adding keep, to keep that. I'm not, it, it's over. It's fine. Tiago, please. Uh, Jeremy, next time, please raise your hand, man. Tiago, just just go ahead. Well, that was fine. Um, okay, so talking about the sampling of music, uh, I think the difference there is most websites that sell samples or give them royalty-free, most of those samples were put there by option not by default, which is the difference here. Um, yes, the current data sets that are being used maybe don't have copyright uh, work, which I doubt, to be completely honest, uh, but the truth is the original data set that was built under the guise of research had copyright content, and I, I just think they found a good loophole that made it legal. That's my opinion. I think we are we are going to still find uh, if it's legal or not with the upcoming months, and we are now seeing lawsuits popping up uh, every now and then uh, around the whole AI thing. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> uh, and and the the other thing about the progress, the showing progress. Uh, my point was. If we are now demanding to artists, which it happens all the time, we can act like it doesn't, but it, it happens all the time. If someone accuses a traditional digital, whatever it is, artist of copying someone, he needs to prove he didn't. But that doesn't apply to AI artists, at least in this space, it doesn't. Uh, there's AI artists, I don't want to name names because that's not what I'm here for. And I don't think the single artist is a problem. It's just the community around it and the way it's seen. 
but there's artists that I see and I can clearly pinpoint the artists they are inspired by. And I would almost <laughs> bet money on that artist's name is in their prompts and they're selling that, that work and they're being praised for their work. And in my opinion, if a digital, like a, we had a lot of that, uh, photo compositors were being bashed because they were using unsplash photos, which are legal to use, and they had to prove their case. Uh, we have uh, traditional painters having to prove their references. So why doesn't it apply to AI art? Why is, is it just, oh, this is AI art, and everybody just accepts whatever. Like, oh, the act of AI art, it, it, in my opinion, it just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make an uh, equal field of work when already with AI being the tool people are using, it gives you <laughs> 500 steps ahead on, in, in the way it, people are using it mostly, not who, again, not the people that are fully building their own data sets, building their own AI systems, whatever. That's not who I'm talking about at all, and that's not who most people are talking about. But yeah, I, I just want, if it's something that's here, and if something that you want to defend as a person, make it equal. Make them show their references the same way you do for other people. Make them show their work. It, it, it's that simple. And I, I would bet money that most people in the NFT space that do AIR wouldn't be able to prove that their work is actually a lot, quote unquote, a lot of Because I've replicated work from people in the space that tell a lot in five seconds. <laughs> and they didn't say anything because they know I'm right. When it comes to some of the people here that are way better at doing work that it's incredible, sure, do your thing. You're doing the right thing. You're not being unethical. Because now there's no legal reasons. There's no legal boss about this, so it's it's all about morals and ethical behavior. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. Thanks again for your intervention. Uh, we had uh, Evo, but Evo, she left. I do think we have we have Ancillary that wants to say something to us. Please let me know. Uh, you are as Evo. Evo is here too. Please, uh, do you? you uh, yeah, yeah. You can speak. You just unmute and you're good to go. Uh, do you? Can you hear us, Evo? Hi. I can Hi. Hear you. Sorry for. No, 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 no. Uh, happy New Year! Feel free to to share your your insights. I'm sorry, are you talking to me? I think so. I can't yeah, really yeah. hear you anymore. Oh, I can hear you now. Feel free um, to share with us. My, I guess since the volume is really weird on my phone now, I'll just talk for about 45 seconds about... Um, there was mention of lawsuits and... Yes, that's very much a reality for AI. And that was coming from the beginning because it's new technology. And as a legal scholar, like I'm a law student um, who's going to be pursuing her master's degree and probably writing a thesis on this very debate. So it's really interesting. Um, but 
one thing about the law is that it is always behind technology and innovation. And what is a bit concerning about this debate is how little people know about how diffusion works. And that is not anyone's fault. Um, but we need to really educate um, the public more on how machine learning actually does the job. Because as um, I believe it was Black, I'll just check the name, Black Label Archult mentioned, um, you know, it's kind of randomized. It's, um, it's a whole process. And I can't, I'm, it's above my pay grade to explain to you how machine learning works, but it would be an interesting arc to have a machine learning pro in these kind of debates to provide more insight into what is really going on behind the scenes. Because these are the kinds of people who also need to be in the courtrooms as, um, let's say, legal experts or no experts in their field, giving advice and insight into how AI actually does the job. And you will find that it is not copying. It is at best inspiration. Um, and that is a definition that needs to be considered in, in the courtroom. And um, that will shape this, this future. But at the same time, uh, the reality is AI isn't going anywhere. It's developing at a speed that we can't even begin to, you know, like wrap our heads around. I think mid-journey version five is not far away or at least like a beta. And we'll see what that means. Stable diffusion is continuing to do its thing. Um, film AI is moving along. Music AI. I don't want to talk forever, but we just need to be cognizant of the reality of the situation and like this ethical utopia we want to be living in and find our place in that. That's all. Thank you very much for your intervention. We have now here Anshilari. You are uh, you just in mute and go ahead. Hey, hey good afternoon. I, uh, I heard you all talking about the AI talk stuff and I think evil is right. Like you kind of guys just accept it for what it is. I was listening to a space yesterday and they said that, uh, in 20, 20 years, AI was gonna blah, blah, blah. And I laughed because in 20 months, AI is going to accelerate, you know, to, to that, uh, plat not plateau, but it, it's accelerating so fast. It's hard for humans to even grasp, like there's stuff going on around us and, and it, i mean a, ai is the future i mean some would argue that's a singularity but but so like uh, people are tired of of working you know they're tired of working at mcdonald's and shit and so they they find ai artwork and that's a release so they use their imagination to you know share their story with the world and they get paid for it like that's cool and then there's you know people that are out there just making art to make money and that's cool too because who the fuck cares like i think the only people that are mad at ai artists are people that spent years and years and years dedicated to their craft and they're not making any sales or they're making very few sales which is understandable because uh, like i understand that perfectly i was a tattoo artist i had to do a two-year apprenticeship where i worked for two years doing art and shit and doing everybody else's work and i didn't get paid and then at the end of that two years i started making phenomenal money like there's that whole 
uh, aspect, you know, that the apprenticeship aspect in art, I think that a lot of people are upset about because there's, there's no, like the, the distance between finding AI and making a sale or, or just yourself is so, so small now, as opposed to before you had to go, you know, you had to learn everything to even try to learn about yourself, you know, like, uh, as a tattoo artist, you know, I was all about being a masochist. You know, I, I like pain. And I like giving other people pain. And people don't like to hear that because they think everything's all fucking hearts and hunky dory shit. But uh, like pain is pain is good too. <laughs> My bad. Just rambling. Uh, no, for real though. Like it, it is what it is. Like everybody's going to resist it. It's just what it is like it's fear our entire world is run on fear and right now there's fear of ai which i think isn't a bad thing but when, when you're talking about in the art scene it's kind of kind of uh, counterproductive because i mean the whole i i, I don't know maybe i have it wrong because you know I, I think art is just about self-exploration that's all it's about like you're not supposed to i mean people need to make money but it's about how you connect with yourself and the world around you. Like, and if you're using AI to do that, who the fuck is to tell you otherwise? My bad. No, no, no. Thank you for, for your participation. I think it was Black Label that was first and then Tiago. And then I think we can wrap up. Uh, yeah, but, but please go ahead. I really appreciate um, what was just added to the conversation. I also wanted to make a note um, on what Ivo was speaking to. In terms of um, what's going to happen in the very near future is that a lot of this conversation is going to be completely irrelevant. And what I mean by that is that these models, um, especially the newer ones from Stability AI and working with Layion, I think it's L-A-I-O-N, I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. Um, these are going to be models that are and are, are already models that are built off of um, completely open copyright free material and as time progresses very very near in the future within the next month or so the majority of these models are going to be based off of things that are not what a lot of them have been based off of the last six months or so i think people still have the ability to obviously to go make their own custom data sets and things like this but the conversation around scraping and using using people's work as references and, and um the incorrect assumption that stolen or anything like that in the very future that is going to be irrelevant it, it, it's, it's a moot point pretty much at this point progress of things are happening artists who have been used um feel like they've been used in these models and um, upset about those things i have empathy towards that i totally understand i think that what's important to see though is that 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 voice from those people who have said this is a problem i don't want to be used in this and everything else there are there's several startups right now that are even creating um uh don't model me list if you will or don't scrape me list and like that's the thing that creates change and that's a good thing like we should be empowering any artist to be able to hold their own and to own what it is that they have and to also educate and understand how these systems operate. And so when you have a situation where one, the uh, technological advancements happening so fast and so rapidly, we have to kind of like chill out and just kind of see how it, how it goes. And if you have an issue with it, like some people have, 
And some people I feel like have more rightfully so an issue with it than others and can articulate that in a better way. I think that it's, it's a matter of voicing that opinion and, and talking to those who are responsible for making these systems. And I also think that if we have an issue with data and we have an issue with the way that things track, scrape, um, reference, and all that sort of thing. It's a significantly larger conversation than what's happening in the AI art space. There's all these other tools and all these other platforms that are happening. I feel like that should be, I, I guess, the, the last thing I'll say is that I think it, it boggles my mind at times when I hear the kind of anti-AI art type of rhetoric and narratives around it, because I look at things as like, look at the broader landscape, look at where we are, look at all the things that are happening right now. And this is the one thing that has a problem. And it's weird to me where chat GPT comes out. No one has any issue with that whatsoever. Coders and developers could very much say, oh my God, this is going to take my job. It's going to code for me. But that's not true. It's an assistant to coding. You still have to be the one that creates that thing. And those people look at that and go, man, what was going to take me 100 hours to develop it now now just took me an hour to get to the same starting point. And I can save time, be more efficient, be significantly more effective. I'm utilizing it as a tool and everybody celebrates it. And I think that it's it's a matter of trying to understand the landscape that we're in and and in creating a, a open discourse of these things. And if there is is a challenge like the, like. I'm someone who's completely open to having these conversations. I don't like being called names for giving my opinion as I don't think anybody should, but it's a matter of like, we have to have open conversation and the voices that have spoken um, against it, especially the larger names. Like that's the thing that is creating change too. So that that's a good thing. Like we should be open to having that, but we also have to be respectful that, you know, us making assumptions on people's histories and where they come from and their experience or who they are as an artist is not okay either because you, you probably don't know, like, just like I don't know. Someone else doesn't know where I've come from or the things that I've created or the paintings that I have that are sitting in, in my office right now that no one in the world has ever even seen. So like it, so it, it, it's a matter of like people are using these things as expressive means and pathways. And I think that's important. And the legalities and ethics and everything else should be an open, calm conversation. And, and that's a good thing. I think it only adds value to, to the landscape as we go forward, because these are important questions we have to ask as we move into the next decade of things where AI AI is going to be so prevalent and every single thing that we do, you know, a little AI art prompter is, in my opinion, probably the least of the concerns we should have as a global society on what AI can potentially be. And so I think it's like, you know, let's let's look at the broader landscape. Let's talk about these things in an open, calm way. And at the, the last thing I'll say is just be respectful and understand that everyone has different experiences, you know. Appreciate the time. Thanks. No, thank you very much. Uh, our pleasure always to hear from you. Um, Tiago, just to end. Uh, the conversation, please feel free. Uh, sure. Um, so a few things that Black mentioned that I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't agree. Uh, you're saying like, oh, this is probably the least that we should think about as uh, as a society and global perspective. Sure. The debate is about AI and art. <laughs> you like, okay, sure, good, good point. It's valid, but the debate is not about that. It's about AI and art. It's that kind of heck me a little bit. Uh, but outside of that, I, I think that it's very natural that artists, when something, and, and people can say whatever they want, but this thing sh- showed up in our like community. And one of the first things I saw was people replicating artists' work. That's one of the first things I saw. It's normal that, that our community 
it's going to be vocal about it. And you're, you mentioned that there's a no scraping uh, project coming up that only exists because the art community didn't shut up. And I, 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 I never understood the point of, oh, just accept it. Why? Why, why would people just accept something that morally as it is right now, it's very questionable. That's that's not progression. That's not evolution, in my opinion. Question everything. Don't accept anything face value. And that's how we evolve. But yeah, that that's all. Okay. Thank you for your intervention. Uh, that's there's a legal and ethical battle uh, in every side of arts too. There's people copying artworks too. So I think this is a very still controversial uh, debate, of course, and that's why I. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just one more thing. Uh, the the chat GPT that the the coders didn't voice anything. One of the most talked about uh, lawsuits it's against GitHub, OpenAI, and Microsoft because of coding AI. Okay, interesting. Thanks for sharing. Uh, since I really enjoyed uh, listening to Ian, and he, I think uh, he wants to say something uh, to end. Ian, do you want to end? The conversation today, the spaces. I would love to to hear from you again, and then I think we are good to go. Thank, thank you very much. I I just wanted to not. Uh, I, I'm not addressing uh, any particular points that that were made. I'm I'm speaking on the point of what future do I see for AI as we're bringing this to a close? AI in art. Um, Realistically, what I envision happening is 10 years from now, we'll have AI artists that will have a niche, we'll have photographers, fine art photographers, still in their niche, physical media artists, digital artists, 3D renderers in their niche, and we will have moved on from this debate. There will be those who still don't embrace one genre or one medium or another, uh, much the same as now. Some people love photography, some don't. Some love oil painting, some don't. And I think things will have settled down by that point so that we're all in a more accepting space where artists of a, of a given uh, chosen tool set uh, will have their audience and it, it will be simply that. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Freedom, aka Wild Apps. Uh, feel free. Um, it's, if you want to say something, we of course want to hear it. Please. Would have loved. To yeah, yeah go ahead. For Ian's uh, uh, final words, they were so amazing. But anyway, I just wanted to say that um, with having a debate. Um, it was said before, but I don't. I just wanted to point on that again. Um, with having a debate, it would have been awesome to have more people with the uh, contrary view uh, in the space, and just to not to spice it up even more, but to uh, like lower frustration from one side. Maybe some thoughts for the next space. Thank you very much, um, Leslie. He, she was rugged <laughs> uh, now it was i think uh, there was a lot of speakers and then probably you automatically you were removed i don't know are you there already if you want to say something leslie please feel free just unmute and then you're good to go 
Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the last little bit of the conversation because I was rugged. So I'm not sure where we're at at this point. No problem. We were just ending. I think we had an amazing conversation around this topic. I think it turned out to be a two-hour show. And I think this means something around the topic. It's it's A lot of people uh, are getting interested in knowing at least uh, how it's working, uh, how's, how's the future predictions of AI. Um, and we want to say thank you to everyone that uh, went here today to share their visions and their future predictions. And of course, this is a debate. We had people um, on both sides. And I think we are all on the same side. We just haven't understood that yet. This is about art. This is not only about the tools. This is uh, a broad conversation and of course on the creative process and that we were discussing more because this is more specific related within the arts because AI uh, is everywhere uh, in every industry so it's happening already so this is something that we need to discuss of course because as I said it's happening um, again I want to say thank you for uh, to everyone. Uh, I think this was a great, great spaces, uh, great to kickstart this year with such a lovely uh, audience, um, such lovely speakers here. Uh, it's always great to have to have you on the show, and I think this is it, guys. Thanks for being here. If you want to say goodbye, feel free, and you're good. We are good to go. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was AI in the Arts, Debate and Ideas for the Future, hosted by art to act recorded on Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back. Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack. Not everybody's always in it for the money. Looking like another crooked Sunday, and I'm working Monday. So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods. Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed. See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties, huge sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small. Many rights holders how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, 
lies That's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces.